We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Up next, the latest on the Kansas State Wildcats from the guys of Three Maw, John Kurtz, Derek Young, and Cole Mandak, who will get you caught up on all things Wildcats from a collective perspective that can't be found anywhere else. The latest news, the top stories, and an insider perspective to keep you in the know. Make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. Three Maw is proudly presented by 360 Vodka. And now, the latest on K-State Athletics. All right, welcome into another Free Mod Pod. I am John Kurt, joined by Cole Manbeck and Derek Young, as always. And today, our very special guest is Gene Taylor, Athletics Director at K-State. And obviously, a uh, great time to be Gene right now with everything happening <laughs> in K-State Athletics. Before we get rolling, uh, you guys know the drill. we got to thank Holiday Distillery, everything they do for our pod. Great K-State folks, uh, so make sure and support them because they support us. You can get your... 360 vodka or your Ben Holiday bottled in Bond bourbon, uh, whichever your poison of choice is, and uh, get ready. Make sure you have plenty of that if you're going to be going to uh, New Orleans or just watching the game uh, from your couch on the 31st as K-State takes on Alabama. But, Gene, we appreciate you uh, taking the time to, to join us here. Coming off of a Big 12 championship just over a week ago, uh, Jerome Tang, promising start with the basketball program. I mean, a lot of good things going on right now. How, how has this felt here lately for you? Well, it's been fun. Obviously, uh, you know, winning drives a lot of interest and a lot of excitement. I think, you know, Jerome, even before they started playing basketball, was really good in getting out in the community and getting amongst the students to drive some energy. And then the fact that he started the way he started has been phenomenal. And then, you know, there's nothing better than winning a championship and the way we won it and with the number of eyeballs that watch that game um, in the Big 12 championship is just drives a lot of, you know, a lot of excitement. and hopefully carries over beyond this year into next year. But uh, really proud of Chris Kleiman and his staff and those players. I mean, it was kind of their goal from the beginning of the year, uh, very much a senior-led team and a veteran-led team to get there. And uh, just really pleased the way they've they fin- well, finished the year so far. They've got one more big one to go yeah. here in New Orleans. Well, one one wrinkle to that that I think some people might not have realized for you personally is that you're you're on the college football playoff selection committee, so you have to be holed up in a room with everybody watching games. You couldn't be there in Arlington, and we know you're a guy who loves to be on the sideline yeah. cheering on just as hard as everybody else. So what what was that like for you? It's obviously very different. You know, I have missed a couple of games, but I've been on the road where I couldn't even watch it on. You know, I wasn't even watching it on TV. I, 
miss him earlier, one game this year and one game last year for my son's senior days. And uh, both outcomes were not really outcomes that I worried about. So I, I felt pretty good about it. But to sit in a hotel room and watch it on TV, which I don't think I've done with one of our games, uh, it was was hard at first. Uh, once the game got going, it was, you know, I was into the game. And then obviously when we won, not being there to you know, get the sweaty hugs and the high fives was was a little more difficult. But uh, the fact that we won, it made it a little bit easier uh, to watch the celebration. But uh, it was uh, it were, there was a couple of times that I'm sure my neighbors in the other hotel rooms and the young lady that came in to clean late in the fourth quarter thought I was a crazy man. <laughs> but it was uh, it was a little different. Well, Gene, how much? How much respect was there for K-State and the uh, the playoff discussion uh, with the committee? That is not necessarily for the playoff, but it, it seemed like K-State was they were the highest ranked three loss team throughout much of the process. And so I'm just curious what what you heard um, and what your uh, colleagues were saying about Kansas State in that room. Well, you know, obviously I wasn't in there when they talked about Kansas State because I have to leave. Uh, but as we talked about TCU and as we talked about Tulane, quite frankly. Uh, you know, originally the Tulane loss was a bit of a detriment uh, in the conversations, but as their season went along and TCU season went along and how we played against uh, TCU, even though we, we lost that first uh, regular season game, that respect continued to grow. And then what you really hear from this committee, particularly some of the folks that, are, that have either coached football or played football, was how we played our games. They talked about you know, we we don't make mistakes. We don't hurt ourselves. We're well coached. We we play hard. You know, they like some of our you know our star players. You know, the Deuce Fawns of the world and the Will Howard story and, and even Adrian and and the fact that we've overcome. So those are the kinds of things you hear about the kind of team we are. And I think that helped propel us up the the rankings throughout the course of the year. And then obviously, if you think about how TCU finished in third was they lost, but they lost to a really good Kansas State team. And they didn't get blown out, um, like, unfortunately, like USC did. You saw USC drop, but you, uh, TC was able to stay where they were. So a lot of respect in the room generally for the Big 12, but specifically for, for us and TCU. Yeah. Now, with this kind of season, I think the, the logical thing would be to point that Coach Kleiman's probably going to be in line for a contract extension of sorts. I know that you can't probably provide all of those details, but I guess one layer of it is a, an increased salary pool, probably a central part of the conversation. Well, certainly, obviously, he's earned that contract extension automatically. There's some language in his current contract that gives him, if he gets eight wins, he gets an automatic additional year. Uh, we haven't started those conversations uh, yet uh, with him. I mean, he's focused on recruiting right now and, and trying to wrap up the recruiting season, at least by December 20th or whatever that date is. Um, but clearly we need to adjust and do what we can to keep his assistance. And, and you know, there obviously been some recent uh, extensions of some other folks, uh, either in our conference or outside our conference. And you've seen the numbers uh, as to what those salary pools look like and what the head coach looks like. So those are some things we're going to have to address. And you know, the good thing about Chris is he's not focused on that right now. I mean, he's focused on his assistance, but he's not really too worried about himself. He wants to get through the Alabama game, and and then at that point we'll have some conversation. But we have had conversations about some of his assistance already. Part, part of that was my next question, and it's kind of just for you, is you see what 
KU is investing right now in their salaries for Lance Leipold and, and his assistants, that does necessitate a move on your part, you believe? It doesn't necessitate it. It just it just drives the market, you know, and and here we have a, a coach that just won a Big 12 championship and, and Lance, although he's done a really nice job there, you know, they're six and six. And so our, I think our fans see that and, you know, ask the question and obviously his agents <laughs> sees that and the agents already asked the question. So, you know, but we also need to be competitive, uh, not only for Chris, but for the assistants and making sure we can keep them as long as we can to a point. You know, there's going to be a point where somebody's going to come along and offer them dollars that not so much Chris, but uh, maybe some of these assistants and that we won't be able to match. But at least we need to stay competitive and find a way to do that. Well, yeah, obviously, that- Gene. Oh, oh, go ahead. I, I, sorry, John. I was just going to I was going to jump in and just say, you know, obviously with great success teams for other programs often come for the assistant coaches, right? It draws more interest. Do you think you have the support and financial resources to retain the existing staff in place today? Yeah, I think we do. I mean, obviously, you know, every year we plan for, you know, increases as we kind of look forward to next year's budget. Some of it we can do within our own budget. Some of it we've you know, already the donors have approached us say, how are we going to keep coach climbing and how are we going to keep the assistance and, we said, well, well, we'll get back to you on that. And, um, you know, I think, as you know, we have a tremendously supportive donor base, not only from a facilities perspective, but just a general uh, support for operational dollars. And they understand the importance of that. And and so those conversations will they've started to happen and probably get a little bit more detail and specific with them as we kind of move through uh, the next next few weeks. Well, one thing that's that's striking to me, and I think it comes across in what you were saying there about Coach Climate not being worried about himself right now when, you know, so many coaches seem to be worried about themselves at, at these points, plus his relationship with you. When there are jobs like Nebraska, Wisconsin, open kind of in this footprint, it just seems like you guys are pretty at ease with this and not not too terribly worried about that. I, when jobs come open like that, is there in the back of your mind some, some concern about what might happen there? Well, there always is. I mean, obviously, I, I trust Chris, and and we have a like you said a tremendous relationship, and we are we, we talk about some of these things, and you know, but I just know that some of these schools can pay you know significant dollars more than what we can pay, or even what makes sense for us to pay. But I also know that, that Chris really likes it here, and he's built something that he feels very comfortable with. Whether it's you know obviously the championships, but it was more about the culture and the type of team he has and the type of players on this team. I think that's continuing in the right direction with with some of the kids that he signed or about to sign. Um, but at the same time, we need to make sure we're in the general market. We're never going to be at the top of the Big 12. We've, we know that in, in every category, uh, but we need to be competitive and we need to make sure that, you know, if somebody comes along and offers him X more, that he's more comfortable about what he has here than just the pure dollars. And, and that doesn't drive Chris, so I'm not too worried about that. But the same time we owe him the respect to to find a way to pay him what he what he's comfortable with and what what you know the market bears a little bit at this point do you do you go back and look at some of the the twitter replies to the initial tweets about you guys hiring him <laughs> in uh, in 2018 i don't because i'm not that good with twitter to go out and find those things but i i have had a few friends and family members send those to me in in text messages but yeah it's you know, it's it's the fun. It actually is the fun part of this job, um, in a way. When you think about it, just because a passionate our fan base is, and generally fans are, um, 
you know, and, and, and most of them understand. They go, you know what, maybe I was a little ahead of myself, but that's that's the nature of this business. And, you know, if you think about some of the names that people really wanted out there when the when the first uh, job sales uh, opened up, uh, some of those guys aren't in the business anymore, at least not as a head coach. So it's, it's kind of interesting. Well, we, we had Will Howard on the uh, the pod last week, Gene, and, and John apologized to Will while we were on here about ever <laughs> doubting what Will could do. So I feel the need to apologize to you for I was one of the people that had my doubts about Chris Kleiman and uh, probably sent out a couple of tweets. Uh, I had since acknowledged clearly that I was very much in the wrong. But if you want to call me an idiot to my face right now, by all means, it will make me feel better if you just go ahead and say, wow, you're an idiot. Obviously, yeah. I'm not. In, uh, you know, that's why you're paid the, the big bucks to do this, because I, I was way off and I'm thrilled. That to be completely wrong on that, it obviously was a heck of a hire. Well, no, I appreciate it. You don't need to do that. And it's, it's again, it's just, um, you just never know. Obviously, I felt pretty good about Chris. We all did. And, um, you know, we, the good news is we did have really good candidates that were interested in this job. Um, and there was a couple of them that I still think, you know, if Chris wouldn't have been able to be our guy, that would have been very successful. But the good news is we have him and he's done a great job and we want to keep him here as long as we can. And, uh, we just got to keep it rolling, but it's, it's hard. You know, this conference is hard. It's going to get harder and uh, we need to make sure we continue to support him the best we can. One of the things you often hear about this job though, Gene, with, with Bill Snyder and everything that he did was that successor and all the pressure that was going to be on him. Kansas state needed somebody outside of Bill Snyder that shows you could win in football here. What is the significance now? Of what Chris has done winning a big 12 championship showing that another coach can do it. As you look, you know, down the road, years down the road, obviously Chris, you hope Chris is here for a long time, right? But that probably makes it a little easier to draw another coach now because you're not following the footsteps of Bill Snyder and you've shown that, hey, another coach can win big here. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it, it does a couple of things. One, it eases, you know, the fan base saw what Coach Snyder built and it took a while to build it, and and it's true. It's the greatest turnaround in college football. And then he leaves, and it falls back, and then he comes back and saves it. And so from a fan base perspective, I mean, they were just worried that if it's not Bill Snyder, the next person, you know, we've seen it not work without Bill and without Coach Snyder. And so I think it eases a little bit of, okay, a comfort zone from our fan base is, hey, we do have a solid program. We can continue to have success. And I think – takes a little bit of pressure off of Chris, <laughs> you know, from a comparative standpoint, but at the same time, probably adds a little pressure because now, okay, you got to go do it again at some point. Uh, but I, I do think it, it helps in a lot of ways. You win a big 12 championship recruits look at you a little differently. Obviously, you know, the numbers of eyeballs that were on that game, you know, the high point of 12 million, just an average about 9.4. We're gonna have another lot of eyeballs on us here on December 31st. That helps from a recruiting perspective from an image perspective of the way K-State plays football. So I think a lot of that is, is very positive um, and just ability to keep it going. And that's why I think consistency in coaching and consistency in coaching staff really helps that uh, in a lot of ways. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Bit of an off-the-wall question for me, but one I'm curious about. I mean, right after beating Baylor uh, that night, Chris Kleiman said that, you know, one of his goals when he started this reclamation project of sorts was to emulate Baylor and what Dave Aranda was doing. And then you also hired a Baylor assistant as basketball coach. Um, when you took over, I mean, Baylor had probably some of the most success of any athletic department in the country. Was it your goal to kind of look at them and want to be a reflection of them as well? You know, I didn't really look at them specifically um, and say, you know, obviously, I, you know, certainly they had success. And if I think about where those programs were, uh, you talk about in a world of hurt, they were in a world of hurt, both in football and basketball. So I, I respect of how they did it and then just the type of people that they hired. And so me, it's more about a fit and who can come in and fit and understand the K-State culture. Um, I was really impressed with with Jerome, never met him before, but just knowing that he was part of that rebuild for 19 years and never left. Uh, and then when I met him personally, he really blew me away. So I, I knew he could fit here. Um, but yeah, I mean, you look at that success Baylor's had and, and how they've built it with a specific culture that fits for Baylor. We needed, I felt we needed those kinds of coaches and that kind of uh, culture here that built and from football perspective, built what Coach Snyder had built and, and and grow it in Chris's own way, which I think he's been able to do. And then and then Coach Dang's is just finding a way to 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 get wins and, and to get a program in here. And he understands that whatever <clears throat> formula they used at Baylor, he I think he's putting a lot of that here, but probably with a different twist because it's a it's a little different culture here. I'll switch gears and this is more John's wheelhouse, so he'll probably dive into it a little bit more. But um, I don't think we've had you on since the Big 12 television deal was kind of released. What are your thoughts on, you know, just the increased amount of money that's kind of going the Big 12's way with the new television deal? Well, I think it's great. I mean, obviously, you know, some of the numbers when you get down to the nitty gritty, they're going to be more. It's just it's not going to be the you know tens of millions that some people think there are, but they're certainly going to be helpful. But I think more than anything, it solidifies us as a conference and from a respect perspective that Fox and ESPN sees the Big 12, even the new Big 12, 
as a real viable conference. Uh, I think the other part of that is is we'll be back into the market, uh, you know, sooner than any of the other Power Fives except the Big Ten. And I think as we continue to build our our image, and and Brett's coming in, and that's really one of his goals is to raise the image of the Big Twelve, not only competitive, but just from a from a marketing and and an image perspective. And I think you'll see some of that as we as we go through the next you know, a few weeks and months and years with, with Brett. Um, so I think all that's good. And then obviously with the big 12 or not the big 12, but the college football playoff expansion, those dollars will be added to the additional TV dollars, whatever that number is. And there's a lot of, you know, estimates out there that I'm not sure are all accurate, but that's certainly going to add to it. So eventually, you know, are we going to equal the big 10 or, or the sec? Probably not, but we're certainly going to be in better position than we were, and as I text, we had a call the other day and I text somebody and I said, well, those numbers are great, but they're not, you know, quite what I thought, but they're going to be good. And he said, well, it's better than the 50% reduction that we were looking at and we heard about. And that, I said, you're right. 50% reduction is a lot better than the 50% reduction. So. Yeah. Kind of, kind of along those lines, you know, I, I, I know a lot of people speculated about what, what the deals were going to be. We, we saw like Purdue, for instance, uh, people in Purdue thinking they might have a chance to come get a Chris Kleiman. And I know that seems a little ridiculous, but the, the idea was, Hey, we're going to be making at some point here with this big 10 TV contract upwards of 70, 80, 90 million, the big 12 sitting here at like 30 or 40, I guess, long-term, is there a concern that a mid tier sec or big 10 program, and not just for you guys, but big 12 wide would be able to start poaching coaches from the conference because of, of how that gap is going to continue to grow. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it, it kind of goes beyond coaches, but yeah, certainly coaches are important, but, you know, I worry that, uh, and we have to look at this with, with the dollars that we will get increased dollars is, is staffing in general, you know, a, a, a Ohio state or a pickup big 10 school is going to pay a, a marketing director a lot more than we can. And so we're, you know, we got to keep our young staff here and be able to pay them a certain amount to we're competitive. And, and that worries me, but yeah, I mean, all of a sudden, if they're going to be paying coordinators, you know, million and a half, $2 million, which some are already doing um, that gets hard for us to, to match that. So I think that's why when I say we have to be as close to market and competitive as we can, um, we need to try to find a way to do that. We need to have those conversations with our donors because the donor dollars are going to be important for us um, as we move away from raising these big, big numbers for facilities, because I, I think we're probably out of that um, process for a while because I think we're good facility wise, but I think we have to go back to those donors and say, now we need your help in, in operational dollars to keep us competitive in, in salaries and some of the other things. And that's going to be a really important message that we get out there. And it's it's not just that right now it's nil too you know yep. with donor dollars I, how, how much more stress or pressure is there on you guys to, to work <laughs> with the donors there and then the donors to to have to to pony up the money for that? yeah it's another piece you know obviously um i think we've been doing very well with nil i think our coaches feel pretty good where our donors are and and, and how our collectives are working we still have to we you know we just had a conversation the other day with a group of donors and you know they asked the question where where do you want and that's great i mean that's a great way to do it. how do you want the don't where do you want my dollars going do you want to go into nil do you want to go into ahern fund or do you want the dollars and and we've just t shared with them that we need both um you know whatever ahern amount you're at right now don't reduce that to give nil money you know increase your ahern amount and then 
give a little bit more to the NIL and, and, and people, you know, understand that. And, you know, somebody emailed me once recently after the big 12 and he said, we got to do everything we can to keep climbing. And I wrote back and I said, well, <clears throat> you know, our donors are going to have to write a little bit bigger checks for the Ahern fund in order for us to do that. And he said, well, I want to give my money to NIL. And I said, NIL is great, but you can have all the NIL money in the world. But if you don't have somebody to coach those athletes, you know, the NIL money doesn't do you very good. And there's a couple of programs out there that have indicated that this year is that they've got a lot of NIL money, but their success on the field hasn't come true. And, and so I think we have to understand NIL is great and it helps our athletes, but we also have to keep good coaches to coach them up to help them win Big 12 championships. Yeah, very, very true. Twelfth uh, man, Texas A&M. You don't have to say it. I wasn't going to mention any particular schools, and so if you guys want to throw them out there, I'll let you do that's, that. That's but. all me. That's all me. Yes, that's all me. Uh, I'm curious about your your relationship with Brett Yormark and what that's been like because it just culturally, right? He's kind of like East Coast guy, like just shows up in a full suit, you know, when he when he comes on campus. And for you guys and just other schools in the league, it just seems like an interesting marriage there what what has your relationship and just his relationship with the league been like so far well i think i when i first maybe we talked back in the summer when they hired him somebody asked did i know who he was and i said no i hadn't really heard about him but um <clears throat> obviously i have a ton of respect for bob Bowlesby and what he did and bob saved this conference at a time where it was very tumultuous there a little rough there for a while but brett's come in with a really different fresh approach to us as a conference and just athletics, college athletics in general. Um, <clears throat> I've been fortunate enough to sit, uh, we, we rotate the chair of our IDs every year and I happen to be the chair this year. So I've gotten to spend a little more time with him just either on phone calls and conversations. And I really do like him. Um, he's very much a straight shooter. He's very much a New York guy. He's gonna, you know, privately talk to you like somebody from New York would and, <laughs> and, and, and be very open. He's very transparent. Um, what I love about him is he knows what he doesn't know. So he's going to throw out ideas that are sometimes a little crazy and a little different, but he doesn't say, okay, we're doing this to be damned. He'll throw it out. Let us think about it. We'll talk a little bit more. Uh, <clears throat> you saw a little bit of that with the big 12 championship. There was the, what are the ape company, the, the logo on the field bathing ape, I think it's called uh, yeah. a halftime singer. You know, he really wants to do those kind of things to, again, elevate the, the big – he almost from a recruiting perspective, <clears throat> he wants the Big 12 to be out touching younger markets and different markets. Um, but I really like him. I really like his approach. He's um, very creative. He's got a ton of contacts. And I think part of his contacts have helped us with this TV deal. He, he has a lot of folks in the entertainment, production, television business um, – and so, and he's very smart. I mean, this dude, you can just tell when you talk to him, he's got a mind that's going all the time. So I, I really have enjoyed working with him. Where I would ask then next and kind of along those lines is, has the landscape shifted at all in terms of expansion for the Big 12 potentially? I know Gonzaga is kind of <laughs> the, the flavor of the month when it comes to the rumors. <laughs> Well, you know, it, 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 I would say it's shifted a little bit because his focus has been, you know, getting this TV deal done, um, managing the Texas and Oklahoma situation. So he's got some things right now that are a priority that he hasn't really, he's not made us aware of any conversations. Yeah, there's some 
rumors out there about about Gonzaga, and I, I think he, there was even some stories that he actually met with them. I think they were more just you know conversations. But um, right now, that's not been his focus. Uh, but knowing Brett, once things settle down with you, know, once we get the long form signed with the TV partners, and and once we get the you know the Texas and Oklahoma transition figured out. Uh, you just never know. You never say never. Um, but we'll see. Is there Gene, any- you brought up. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I was. <laughs> there you go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. All right. Well, all right. I'll take it. Sorry, Gene. Sorry. Right. You mentioned earlier the uh, the TV ratings, Gene, for the Big 12 championship. And you have a Big 12 championship game without Oklahoma and Texas, yet it draws enormous ratings. Uh, you mentioned the numbers earlier. And um, just behind the SEC and the Big Ten, actually, the two leagues that were thought to be well ahead, but also blew the Pac-12 and the ACC particularly out of the water. Just what's the significance of that for the brand of the Big 12 and the future outlook without Texas and OU? I think it's huge, you know, and I think if you look at just the quality of games, you know, you look at Baylor-Oklahoma State game last year, came down to the last play, our, our game this year. So I think our TV partners get real excited about that, and they get excited about those viewership as we head into basketball, and as we know, this league is obviously the best, I think, the best you know basketball league across the board. I know that those TV partners are going to get more and more excited about the fact that they, you know, signed a deal with us. But uh, it does it does send a good message that you know, even without Texas and Oklahoma, which you can't deny they're they're big brands, uh, this league is still very good, and there's still people that want to watch our uh, our teams play. And I think that's that's really important uh, in the long run, no question. The only question that I that I was going to ask is: Is there any movement on the Texas Oklahoma stuff in terms of a possible earlier separation? I know there were some reports out there even earlier this week. I believe that it could happen before the twenty twenty five exit. I believe. Yeah, there, there's. Uh, I've been reading the same thing, um, and wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it just you know if we can make it work. If it does happen, if that's if that's something that that it does happen, I don't think anybody's going to be upset or. You know, it's they've been great in terms of the ADs in the room. They've been engaged, but it's hard. I mean, they you know, we're talking about other things in the future and they're sitting in the room going, you know. Um, so I do think if it could work um, great, I don't think anybody's going to be upset. It's just it really comes down to the logistics and the financials. And, you know, is SEC ready to bring them in their league? And I mean, I don't know. Those are things that are way beyond my pay grade, but um I wouldn't be shocked if it doesn't happen. And I wouldn't be shocked if it does happen, to be honest with you. Obviously, we know they'll be in 2023, 24, uh, just because they can happen any sooner than that. If it hap- if they leave after that, like I said, won't, I won't be shocked if they do, but I won't be shocked if they stay. Another thing I think fans are curious about right now is what that schedule is going to look like next year with a, with a 14 team league. Yeah. How much, how much input do you guys get into that? And do you have any idea as far as like, for instance, one thing I'm wondering about, so you have the teams that you played at home this year, will it be for sure that you're going on the road to those teams next year? Or how, how do you anticipate some of that working out? Yeah, we use a, we use a scheduling guru out there that helps us with basketball and football. And this individual works with a lot of, with a lot of conferences, uh, they, there's a formula for you know various sizes of conferences, and and so we've looked at those formulas of what they look like. I think we there was something released about the teams that we would play every year over the course of the two years, and then the teams we might miss, and and so 
we do have input at the end of the day. Once we get our schedule in terms of who we're playing and what date and where, unless there's some, we have scheduling priorities that, that we have to follow the conference, unless it's falls outside of those scheduling priorities, there's nothing we can do about it. We can just say, well, okay, yeah, we got to go back to Oklahoma this year, whatever the case may be. But they do take all those into account. The scheduling guy that says, okay, well, they played at Oklahoma last year. If, Oklahoma's they try to work that out um but there's a lot of moving parts to it and eventually we'll get a schedule and we'll go like okay that's that's who we're going to play and that's where we're going to play them so all right i'm guessing i'm guessing the streak would continue potentially that our first road game for the conference <laughs> first game for the conference would be on the road but hey i don't know we'll see yeah i know uh plenty of people keep tabs on that i i don't have the specific number but it's been a lot it's been yeah. a lot for sure yeah, absolutely uh, well, Gene, these days, I, I hope you're getting a chance to enjoy plenty of Bud Lights. I believe that was that was the drink of choice, right? The last time I talked to you, is that is that still these days? Well, believe it or not, I have been, but I need I need to kind of kind of re refocus a little bit and maybe take a break before New Orleans. Uh, so I'm yeah. kind of kind of taking a <laughs> step back and waiting until I get back to New Orleans before maybe I spend too many of those opportunities right now <laughs> uh, gene i think i think we need to get you a, a bottle of a ben holiday bottled in bond bourbon from our our sponsor and let you have a try of that maybe you'll uh enjoy you know i'm never opposed to trying something new <laughs> okay well i think what i got from this is uh everybody that's going to be in new orleans will see gene on bourbon street on uh new year's eve and uh <laughs> probably not bourbon street <laughs> <Okay>. but <laughs> Well, hey, Gene, uh, congratulations on all the success. We really appreciate you taking some time to uh, to join us. Always enjoy it and look forward to uh, doing it again soon. Yeah, thanks, guys. You guys have a good holiday. And uh, if we see you in New Orleans, that'd be great. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN, covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus, KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.